right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. Fired up. We brought the Einstein of Adidas back and his cool crew, Kyle and Kevin from Hot Shot Secret. So today, man, we got to get down to some numbers. So we oftentimes talk about, you know, dude, they got a lot of great products. We've seen them work fantastic in our shop and on, on some of the bills that we've done uh, for several, you know, of our customers and friends and everybody else. So we know this stuff works, man. We just want to see some data. Yeah, we see racers out breaking record after record. So, I mean, there's data points, but, you know, there's uh, there's another way of actually measuring the quality of, of these kind of products, right? Uh, you do it in the lab. You do it under scientific uh, sort of parameters. Uh, and you do it so that no matter how you do the test, where you do the test, under these same specifications, you're going to get the exact same results, and you can compare one, you know, magic fluid to another magic fluid to whatever and you're going to consistently get uh reliable data sets that that mean something so we got the guys here we're going to pepper them with questions uh because they got some great products that have you know solved all kinds of our problems and they've really pushed the you know the boundaries on on lubricity and trying to keep the the film the steer strength up in in oils uh no matter what it goes in whether it's your engine oil your transmission your gear lubes uh, and so, you know, today we're going to start poking around and get some of that proof in the pudding. I'm kind of anxious to find out what was the swear jar moment. What was the moment where they p- combined something and they were like, holy, you know, swear jar, swear jar, swear jar. It, look what happened. Look what it's doing. Look what it's, it's, it's causing. Look how it's reacting. There had to be that oh, wow moment where they combined or found something that was unique and different because – their products really are. There's a reason they're breaking records in every, you know, every line of diesel racing out there, man. Their stuff is working. Yeah, you know, and what you got to consider with, with uh, you know, any kind of engine oil or the like is, right, you got that base stock oil, and then you got a lot of ingredients. And just like baking a cake, right? We talked about it many, many times on the show. You guys have probably heard us. Uh, you're baking a cake. Uh, it's not just the flour. It's the sugar. It's the butter. And it's whatever other, you know, vanilla and things like that that, really make a damn good cake versus like, yeah, that's a cake, you know? Um, So really making that chef's special is the combination of ingredients and they have to work together, you know, whether it's to bring out the flavors of the food or to really bring out the enhancements of each of these additives. And what you'll find when you start adding chemistry together is sometimes chemistry when combined negates itself. So two plus two is not four, right? Two plus two might be three. So you really didn't get the max benefit out of either one. And sometimes you enhance 
each other when you put chemistries together and you get that magic moment. That two plus two ends up resulting in a five, right? Right. So that's the challenge. And there's so many competing, uh, you know, sort of parameters that you're trying to get out of engine oil. You've got anti-foaming, uh, you've got anti-corrosion, you've got all kinds of stuff. And when you're trying to solve one problem, you end up struggling because you're, you know, you're kind of bringing down the benefits you were hoping to get out of another uh, aspect of that. So these guys really sit around and figure out not just what ingredient, but what combination of ingredients really enhance each other to give us those sort of max benefits. Well, the best cake possible, as you like to say, man, best cake possible. It's anything without coconut, because if you put coconut in your cake, um, you know, hell has a special place for you. You need to find an eight-pound, four-ounce baby Jesus and, and come to some reckoning, something wrong with you. Um, but that being said, we're going to take a break. When we come back on the Two Guys Garage podcast, the crew from Hot Shot Secret and their secrets. We'll talk more about it in just a minute with Kevin Bird and Willie B and the Two Guys Garage podcast. It is the Two Guys Garage podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. We have Chris, Kyle, and Kevin. Hot Shot Secrets on. Love having you guys on because every time we get educated, every time we kind of get updated to what's going on with you know, the Einstein of additives and really how you guys are making fuels and oils so much better, both performance and efficiency. So, Chris, uh, really kind of cue us up a little bit, man. Um, what's going on in the world of, of Hot Shot Secret? And how do you guys stay on top of the curve? Because fuel, oils, what people are doing with their cars, obviously they want to keep them longer because cars are so expensive. How do they keep these things running and performing for a lot longer than what we used to just think of for our, our daily drivers? and our work vehicles? Well, my, my go-to, the first thing that I would say to anybody, even if you're not an enthusiast, if you're not a like a active investor, if you're just a passive driver, think about your fuel system and your oil system. Those are the two light floods in that vehicle, whether it's gas or diesel. You know, what's pumping through there is gonna be fuel and oil. How do we keep those systems clean, first of all, and at peak performance, second of all? So clean, you know, the, the proper amount of detergent, like the, our gasoline extreme is going to clean that tank out. Our diesel extreme is going to clean it out, keep it clean. Now, the second thing is, what about your oil? Well, oils are made well. The oils today are 10 times better than they were 20 years ago. They're, they really have come a long way. But as, a, as an oil manufacturer, I have to make an oil that meets the spec for, you know, a Volkswagen Passat all the way to a Kenworth truck or a Toyota Corolla or Chevy Suburban, you know, that, that's a pretty big span of things. It's got to be able to perform in the desert and in Alaska. So it, it's kind of a middle of the road is what I'm saying. It's it's like saying uh, for a weightlifter, you know, here's a basic uh, workout for everybody. Well, that basic workout might be a good starting point, but what if you're trying to run a 5K marathon? You might want to tweak it, or maybe you want to have massive biceps. You might want to tweak that workout. Well, that's where we come in. You know, we want to, first of all, protect the oil, protect the machinery, protect the fuel system, but also tweak it to give you a little bit more of what you're after. Or maybe you want to maybe you want to get past that bogey that, you know, 150,000 mile car is kind of worn yeah. out and worthless. And, and you're looking at sticker prices and you're like, I'm not paying 50, 70 grand for a new ride. I'm going to ride this one out for another 50, 100,000 miles or more. Uh, you just want to take care of what you got and, and not be spending those big dollars. You got better things to do, right? That's fine. You don't have to be a drag racer. It's not like, hey, I want to, I want two thousand horsepower on this engine. Therefore, I should look at Hotshot Secret. I mean, those guys talk to us also. We help them, but also, 
you can have the, the Toyota Corolla. And it's like, you know what? I, I work hard for my money and I need this car to last. Can I get it to go to 500,000 miles? If I get 500,000 miles out of this, you know, that equals uh, an extra 40K in my 401K. So we can do that. Uh, maybe, maybe you bought a used car and that used car needs some help. Well, we have six in the one to clean that engine out. We have gasoline extreme to clean out that fuel system. Uh, it's, it's really bringing in the passive. Again, I, I call it the passive investor because the people I know that drive, which everybody drives, but I usually categorize them into two areas. You know, the people that are all in, you know, like a Willie, you know, he'll take the engine apart, put new rings into new pistons and get more horsepower. Or you got the guy that, you know, I trade my vehicle in every four years and I don't even know what the oil is. I just do it, you know? Um, so we want, we want to talk to those guys a little bit and say, hey, we could give you gains. I could show you how to reduce your wear by 30, 40, 50%. Um, you know, Kevin Adams is with us and we've been talking about how we developed our FR3 additive and we brought in uh, additives from all over the world to test them. And our goal was to was to remove stiction, but also to, re to reduce the amount of wear. Uh, we weren't actually going after the sexy part where we're trying to increase horsepower and get more um, miles per gallon it was how do you keep this from wearing out and by the time we got done you know we were able to take three different very different additives from three different parts of the world mix them together and we reduced the wear by 50 percent which was a huge thing i mean 50 percent less wear means your engine's gonna last twice as long that's cool i mean that's cool and we're doing that for 10 bucks that's something that doesn't matter if you're a hardcore racer or just the average a to b driver right reducing wear reducing friction uh, is it's great for all camps. Now you guys really took a different avenue, right? Cause you, like you mentioned, you studied all the different types of additives uh, and you took a different path, right? Molly's a real popular, uh, probably the industry standard, right? But you guys have gone with completely different technology uh, and, and the combinations that you guys have put together has really, you know, produced some pretty incredible gains. Can you kind of walk us through, explain some of that? Kevin, you want to do that one? Yeah, the, the technology we ran across is based on a nanocarbon lubricant. Like as Chris said, we, we found some synergies with two other patented items. Uh, and, and just to, to give a picture of how we pre-qualify and how we, how we find additives ourselves, there's a couple standard wear tests in the industry. One's called an HFRR, which is just a, a pin with a ball rubbing back and forth for, for hours in the lubricant. And then at the end of the test, you look at the, at the damage that happened at the ball and it makes a scar. And the smaller the scar, the better that oil is protecting the, the two surfaces are rubbing together. That's one of the tests we use. Another test is called a four ball test where you have three ball bearings with a fourth ball bearing rubbing in the center um, at different loads and speeds. Uh, it, the purpose of the two tests is to simulate different uh, what they would call lubricating regimes in the engine. And that four ball test also shows a wear scar, which, you know, just like the HFRR, the smaller the scar, the better it's protecting. So we <clears throat> fortunately found some synergies with a couple different patented materials. We tested them in the lab. We found some really good um better results than any of the top people in the industry. We identified a few of the top people in the industry, did some wear tests comparing to them. We were very happy with the results, but we're like, hey, this is a lab test. 
we need to scale this up to real world conditions. And that's kind of our testing process when we're evaluating new lubricants. So we, uh, we put the, the additive in the engine oil and took it down to the dyno to see, um, see if we've reduced friction by increasing horsepower and performance in the engine. And we were really surprised. Actually, we did the test down at a local drag racer and he, he tells the, the story now, him, him and his engine builder were kind of joking that, uh, that we were trying to get horsepower in a bottle and, and kind of making fun of the whole test that we were doing. And uh, after the test was over, they were amazed at the performance that they got from the, from the, the results. And as a result, that, that skeptic is now a dealer. And when he has a customer that's right on the edge of uh, his horsepower goals, he'll, he'll recommend our FR3 to, to get him over the edge. And a lot of times it does. And just to give you an idea of some of the results that we get. Hey, uh, hang on, before we, before we talk numbers, think about those dyno numbers. I, I got a question. Can you explain, you said nanocarbons, and some people may not understand that. What exactly happens between the difference between a nanocarbon uh, sort of base and, and your you know your, your typical molly? How do they attack it? How do they, they, they go at it differently? Yeah, d different additives work in different ways. You know, some of them played out on the surface and they're activated by heat. Um, uh, some of them fill in the, the, the gaps, they call them asperities on the surface. Uh, basically what the nanocarbons do and, and what we mean by nano, it, it, it refers to the size of the particle. So it's, it's particles that are nanometers in size, which is... Uh, to put that into perspective, a human eye can't see uh, a particle that's a thousand times uh, larger than that. So it's, it's a very small particle. And basically it does two things. It's uh, the, the surface treatment of that particle is designed to attach to the oil molecule and it increases the film strength of that at the surface where the two metals are rubbing together. So what that does is We've seen it give an increase in uh, a cylinder pressure, a reduction in, in uh, temperature in, in all parts of the engine. And then the, the secondary part that it does, because the little particles are so small, they fill in those little uh, uh, valleys on the surface of, of the metal. You know, the surface isn't smooth. It's, it looks like a mountainside if you looked at it under a microscope. Right, so it fills in that topography or and whatever. But was there a moment or a um, when you found this or watched this, were you very aware that it's doing something that nothing else that you guys have seen or have witnessed um, was doing? Where was that like a oh wow, what do we have here? What's look at these results? Were you guys surprised? Yeah, I, you know, you know when you when you test things in the lab. Sometimes it doesn't always scale up to real world conditions. Our, our uh, high five moment was when we got the big horsepower gains down at the dyno and, and uh, uh, Firepunk Diesel and LeVon Miller down there. He was, uh, to see his uh, reaction to the numbers we were getting on the dyno, that's, that, that was our high five moment. So tell us the numbers. Yeah, just to give you an idea, and, and what we did with this particular test, we he had some trucks down there that uh, we just used his equipment to do our baselines, and then 
the actual test. So the first test that we did were on a 330 horsepower truck, it gave us a 15 horsepower gain. Wow. Uh, he, he threw a, a little hotter tune in, got it up to 460 horsepower. And on that tune, we got a 17 and a half horsepower gain. That's significant. I, I you know, I've never seen numbers like that from horsepower to bottle. Uh, there's, there's all kinds of, uh, you know, in the racing world, right? Everybody's been playing around uh, with, you know, different uh, strategies on how to pick up power, right? New oil, used oil, you know, different additives in the oil. And, and there's, there's always little gains, uh, but this is incredibly uh, large. I mean, this is significant. Uh, and it, and it's, it's cool that it's matched all of your, your lab testing and then going out and getting the proof in the pudding. Uh, if I back up for a second and ask about, you know, how the, uh, you know, what are the challenges with, with typical, uh, lubricity type, uh, mechanisms. Did, did you mention before, so you're, you're attaching to the actual medical, sorry, the metal parts to keep them from, from touching and grinding. Are you also getting something out of the oil too? Is the oil then... Uh, able to you know hold its film strength uh, in addition to treating the metal parts, so you're kind of doing a double double combo there. Yeah, exactly. The uh, the nanocarbon in its production gets gets a surface treatment, so it can attach. Um, it, it's attracted to the oil molecule, and because of that attraction, it actually increases the film strength at the surface, even in a normally the way you would get better film strength is a thicker oil. Well, in the same oil with nanolubricant added, it actually increases that film strength uh, without affecting the, the bulk viscosity, which is what, you know, gives you. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's really, I mean, I'm sorry, my gears are spinning, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm absorbing, but you know, I've got 22 years of designing engines and, uh, you know, for big, for big OE. So, you know, understanding some of the wear mechanisms, uh, that's, that's kind of huge because, uh, whenever you're, let's say loading an engine, uh, you know, you're trying to keep metal components separated, but you got these, you know, peaks, right. And these peaks, they call them asperities, like, you know, two mountain ranges. If you could have put, you know, one upside down over the other, you know, you're going to clip the tops of one mountain range or the other. Uh, so you're trying to keep an oil film. So you're not touching at all, but it just, you know, Things bend, there's compliance, you know, you get little edges, little little contacts in there, and that's big friction and it's also big wear. So if you can attack the metal components and make them more slippery when they do touch, that's huge. But if you can also keep them separated, that's 10 times better, right? Because you're not getting the wear, you're not getting those surfaces contacting each other, uh, and it's definitely going to improve the, the friction and, of course, the fuel and the performance that goes along with it. Uh, what are, what's normally the challenges? Because don't some of these things fall out of suspension? Yeah, that's that's always been a problem with with nano lubricants in general. And so, uh, for probably twenty years, nano lubricants have been known as a as a credible technology for reducing friction. But the big challenge, like you said, was keeping them in solution. So. The, the fresh idea or the patented approach here is to is to be able to treat those nanoparticles and and attach them to the oil molecule. And that attraction is actually what keeps them in solution. So that is something unique about our product and one of the patented uh, aspects. Can you tell us how you got those 
those two to become attracted to one another. You you give it a drink, feed it some some whiskey. Well, that's uh, that's that, that's part of the secret. That's that's the patented part. There's there's two little pieces I want to fill in here for Willie because you mentioned the lebanum, and we were talking about the size of the particle. So when we're, what we're looking at on our nanocarbons is about a three to nine nano size, which is about the size of human DNA. So that gives you an idea how small it is. The molybdenum that we're using inside of a um, an engine oil is going to be more in the eight to nine hundred nano size. It's almost a micron, so it's so much bigger. The other fallback or the other difficulty with molybdenum is that that becomes a salt. So the more you put in there, there comes a point where you start to become a corrosive action. So you're limited on how much molybdenum you can put in. Like that's why you don't see tons and tons of molybdenum in engine oil because at a certain point you start to become corrosive. Now a little bit doesn't hurt anything and they can use it as a as a friction modifier, but eventually you've hit a tipping point. Hmm. So using Yeah. These are the things we talked about with trying to, you know, achieve all these different functions in mixing chemistry that um you know, they just fight each other. You have limits. Uh, pretty, pretty incredible stuff. Why don't we take a quick break? We'll come back. We got a lot more to pick your brain on because you guys are full of the knowledge that we like. <laughs> yeah, what he said. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, it's two guys grab podcast. Kevin Bird, Willie B. We're back after the break. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. We have our friends from Hot Shot Secret on Kyle, Kevin, and Chris. The men behind what really is one of the best and most unbelievable solution-based companies that we get to work with. They really do find solutions for big-time problems. You know, when we're talking performance and how these chemicals, these additives, some of the chemicals react. And, you know, sometimes they react well with one another. Sometimes they don't. You know, a minute ago we were talking about the actual particle size because I was kind of referencing how small those nanoparticles are. And, Chris, maybe you could take this one. Aren't those particles... Don't they come in different shapes? Like, aren't some of the things like you mentioned before in a podcast, like a a little, like almost like a worm or a pigtail look, and some of them, you know, have different shapes. The nanos, I imagine, are are round, right, compared to the the other shapes that are working, you know, on, on that molecular level. Yeah. So you can have you can have nanotubes. Um, in our case, we've got we've got nano balls, which are well, nano balls. That didn't sound good. So they're only three. <laughs> that doesn't sound healthy at all. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a, a low T commercial. Spherically shaped nano <laughs> yes. particles of carbon. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Nano balls. Proceed, Chris. We won't. Uh, we won't laugh. Um, all right. Now let's not talk about my nano balls. So they <laughs> they will plate the inside at three to nine nanos, which you know when we're talking about molybdenum and things like that, those are in the eight hundred to nine hundred nano size, almost a micron. So this is literally hundreds and hundreds of times smaller. So even the oil molecules themselves are rolling along there. So if you can imagine, uh, you know, like magnetic balls almost because they have a polar attraction to the steel. If you put BBs on the floor and then started rolling other balls on top of them, they're going to roll twice as fast. Even if they're the size of a beach ball or a basketball, as long as those BBs are there, all of a sudden everything's moving faster. And that's what we're seeing, the reduction in friction, the reduction in wear. Um, you know, the film strength being built up and keeping the metal surfaces apart and being able to roll better helps with what Kevin and uh, Kyle and Kevin were talking about earlier, about the asperities and those mountain peaks rubbing on each other. You know, once we get rid of those or we, we break them down, now we've got this really good film of oil and we've been able to utilize all the other additives inside that package 
you know, twice as good as it was before. So if it's rolling faster, does that mean it's shearing faster? No, it's not shearing faster. The, just the, the, the metal, the metal film strength is what's keeping those two metal surfaces apart. Like, like Kevin Bird mentioned earlier. So what we're doing is we're giving that, that oil a better chance to do that uh, by allowing it to move faster and fill that cavity up faster and more fully. That doesn't sound right, but I'm, I'm trying to think of a better way to explain it, but I, I could see it. I'll, I'll jump in and give you an example that these brilliant scientists have told me in the past. If you imagine a riverbed or a creek bed and you've got the little goalies on the side that are, you know, got some brush hanging out that are pulling the water up. You look out in the middle of that creek, the water's moving a lot faster than it is on the sides. Well, as we, that's basically like two pieces of metal right there, and the oil flow going in between. As we fill this with the nanocarbons and we start to fill in those asperities on the side and the little goalies that are collecting the water and spinning it, it gives us a flat film layer to build that nanolubricant on. It's now you're kind of looking like the, the Suez Canal where you have very rigid sides on each side. Now the water is going to be flowing the exact same speed as in the center as it is on the side. So we're able to pass more oil through in between those tight tolerances than you normally can. And that's where we see a reduction in heat, reduction in wear, that, that performance level, that horsepower gain. We're not inventing the horsepower. That's just a byproduct of reducing the wear. And reducing you're just freeing it up. You're that's just right. freeing it up. You're freeing it up to Right. You're not wasting it out the tailpipe. Yeah. 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 Now, now, this is a an, an additive that... Um, you can add to your oil, but it's kind of one of the sort of the home run base products that you put in a, a lot of your different, uh, you know, power steering fluids, transmission fluids, right? It's kind of like your secret sauce that you guys can get in, you know, the consumer I'm talking, you guys can get in uh, wh whatever flavor to uh, kind of dose up your whole vehicle, that's, right? Yep, that's right. So we put this in engine oils, we put in transmission fluids, um, power steering fluids. It helps out across the board. And one of the things that Kevin Adams touched on earlier when he said that we tested products from all over the world, that was no small feat. I mean, we brought in products from Japan, from China, from India, Germany, and we eliminated a lot of the contenders. So we know that this is the best product because if we could find a better product, we would be trying to use it. And we cannot find anything that compares with what we've been able to develop here. Well, I think you mentioned kind of the, the secret sauce is not just the one ingredient, but it's the combination, right? Because when you've got, when you've got, uh, you know, think about, uh, you know, any beverage that sits around long enough, all the pulp and the orange juice settles down to the bottom, right? You got to give it that shake. Uh, so it's, it's saying, man, I love pulp, but I don't want it at the bottom of my glass, right? I don't want it at the bottom of my oil sump. I want it in between my parts. So, right, you guys are trying to take, uh, you know, the good stuff about orange juice and, and making sure that it's, you know, mixed and blended and bonded correctly so right it's it's mixing the right things together that magic uh combination where you guys have really taken you know maybe some individually good uh you know good good additives good products but uh your combination is what what the winner is hey hey chris i, I gotta ask you something when you when you found out all the properties that this fr3 was was having or what it was doing to fight you know uh, all the stiction and, and uh, all the numbers you were seeing was it like a um, was it like a, a Frank's Red Hot Sauce moment or you like put that stuff in everything because put in the transmission the power steering 
put it all put put that put that mayonnaise on everything <laughs> well i think i think at the time well we only had about two products or three products and we were trying to make our stiction eliminator even better than it was and the goal was to eliminate stiction inside of the engine which is like curtain carbon left behind we wanted to have a 30 percent increase in the efficiency of of removing that carbon and we wanted to have the slipperiest or the the product that would do the most be the most effective as far as slipperiness on the shelf so kevin kevin adams got products went to like AutoZone and bought products from all different things like sdp motor coat whatever he could find and we tested them to get baselines and then we kept pushing against it so our goal was to remove the stiction and have an additive that you could leave in there and make the oil better than it was before. And once we figured that out, it's like, wow, look at this. We've got a product that is even bigger than that. We can reduce wear by 50%. Um, let's put that as a standalone product. And then, the, you know, the racer started. And then we started offering engine oils and gear oils and transmission fluids. So it's kind of yeah, built man. from there. That's It's been a buildup. Yeah, yeah, and and I just want to put – he's not just saying that to, to sell you guys something. This is no joke. i never forget the first time I met Chris. I'm pulling a car out. I've told this story once before. I'm pulling a car out from the back, and the power steering pump for those old muscle cars, you'll hear them once they get up against the, the end of the, the turning lock. You know, you'll hear it go, ee, 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 you know, pump's fucking up fighting it, uh, and the, it jars the wheel. It shakes the wheel. He's like, hang on, let me show you something. He went and grabbed a Dixie cup from the kitchen, poured a Dixie cup of that Stixon Eliminator in the power steering pump, and it went lock to lock, and it, it stopped doing that little squeaky eat, 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 eat thing. Um, and, and literally within like, like 30 seconds, it went lock to lock without any vibrations, without any of that squeaking, without any of that stress. And you could tell the pump was just running a lot better. So that right there sold me on the fact that he had something much different and it was uh, it was definitely a hell of a product. So we've just been watching it grow ever since. Yeah, what's well, fascinating getting kind of the the behind the scenes and some of the you know the testing involved and in, and in how do you guys sort through? How do you guys prove out you know where you stand relative to you know? There's a lot of things on the shelf as you mentioned, right? You can just walk down the aisle and it's like one shiny bottle after another shiny bottle. But we really care about what's inside, uh, and that's what you guys are really delivering. Yeah, our our goal was to deliver. A problem-specific product. We didn't want to count the cost. So when we develop a product, we don't say um, make something for under ten dollars. We say how do you fix the problem? Then what does it cost? And then that was our goal. And it was is because we wanted to count our successes as problems fixed, not bottle sold. Um, you know, there's a lot of other companies that could build product and bottle it and put it on the shelf cheaper than we can. We have, we have to focus on our expertise, which is really digging into these problems. And what I found in the industry is that there's a lot of, I don't want to say engineered problems, but there's problems with vehicles that they know about, but it's not big enough for anybody to really care enough to address. Like the stiction issue with the Ford six liter engines. You know, everybody knew about it, but they didn't like, yeah, you know, it's not a mainstream product, so we're not going to bother with it. Um, but we did. And that was, you know, the way we attacked all of those issues. Kyle getting into the racing industry, you know, talking to the racers when they're tearing engines down, tearing transmissions down, they're saying, hey, here's what I'm seeing. Kevin goes back to the drawing board and says, here's a solution to it. Let's make a gear oil that's this way. Or let's make a transmission fluid this way. Then Kyle brings it to the racer. They check it. They check it on a dyno. They come back, say, hey, that's working. You know, we do long term tests. We check it at the end of the season. So it's it's an ongoing process, but I think it's the fact that we're focused on the passion of solving the problem 
that keeps us moving forward with these great solutions. And, and racing alone is the constant search for the weakest link. And if you guys can continually push those margins and 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 push those you know those runs those ets the power that they're putting uh putting down you guys are eliminating you know problems solving uh you know how to make it go just a little bit faster in that constant search uh to be number one that's why you guys have so many championships under your belt so your product's definitely changing the game a little bit man we're proud uh we're definitely proud to have you on board yeah and to speak to that as kevin said earlier you know kevin you had asked him about that moment when you when you feel like you found something and what's really cool about how we develop the products here i like to say we're we're lab formulated dyno tested and track proven and it usually goes in that order so when they find something in the lab it's kind of like i think we got something here we go put it on the dyno to show that we do have something and then we give it to the best race teams in the world to absolutely beat up on we want them to throw everything at it and we've been very fortunate that We've been able to work with some of the best race teams in the country, and we hold a lot of world records now because we go right to the top, and our name got picked up pretty quick in the motorsports industry for doing this. Um, dating back to what we were talking about earlier with the FR3, that was first tested at Firepunk Diesel uh, here in Ohio. We didn't know them from anybody at the time. We didn't know that they had this great diesel drag racing program, and uh they, they found, they gave us the, the dyno results. They said, you guys really should get into motorsports. You have something here. You got, you got to understand, and I know you guys do, how finely tuned those race cars are. So when we're able to actually find a gain on something where they ran out of hard parts to throw at it, tuning to throw at it, had maximized what they could get out of the vehicles, and then a little bit of an additive can actually show that much gain, they really encouraged us. They said, well, if you can make that, with just an additive, what can you do with the full-blown oil? And which might be a conversation for another day, how we use some over-the-road trucking technology. And I know you guys have talked in the past about our group four polyalpha olefin base oils that we use. We use that same technology on the racing side because what a two, three, 4,000 horsepower race car can do in a quarter mile to an oil is what you see a big rig can do in 100,000 miles. So we're using that same viscosity protection there and then uh, using these nanocarbons to really push it to the limits. And I'll say one fun thing for me on the racing side that I get to see is the advancement of the diesel motorsports in the past few years is really caught up and is nipping on the heels of the gasoline guys now. So we're we're seeing them very close. And when, when we take some of these high-performing diesel applications out to these big gas races, the gas guys come around and start snooping around saying, well, I can't believe a diesel truck is doing what you guys are doing. And how many times have you had to tear the engine down? And I remember our first year at, at the big race with Firepunk, we had made 120 passes in the year on that engine. And these guys are used to making four to five passes and tearing the engine down every week. And we hadn't torn it down all year. We tore it down after 120 passes, perfect bearings. We've got a great video out there on YouTube if you check it out of the teardown of the executioner. And it's just amazing what that allows to really take our final test of our products and really put them to the extreme limits. And if they can survive in that atmosphere, there is no difference of the FR3 that we treat with these world champion race cars is the same FR3 that's on your retail shelf right now for your, as we spoke about earlier, for your Chevy Cavalier, for your everyday driver. So that technology is tested at the highest level 
so that the everyday driver can be assured that they have a product that is going to be perform well past what they would need. Well, man, you need to shut up so I can go buy some. I'll see y'all later. Bye. I'm out of here. <laughs> Pick me up some too, Willie. <laughs> get an extra case. Um, hey, uh, where do people get it? Find, tell us where people find you guys and follow you guys socially and, and you know, resource some of these great products and find out more. Well, you can find us on hotshotsecret.com, our website. Uh, I, people are always surprised at the the breadth of products that we have. So I always encourage people to go to a website and actually see how many different products that we offer. Uh, and of course, we are carried in the retail stores widely, all your truck stops, all your auto parts stores, your farm stores, you name it, you can find our products there. And we also have a, a, an independent dealer network as well. So that really have first access to like our new releases, because a lot of times it takes a little bit longer to get new products into the retail swing. So uh, our independent dealers are a really important part of our of our network because they get our products first. They're really the voice of our products, talking to the consumers. Uh, and so that's another great place to to find our products. And obviously, you can follow all of our action on our social media as well. And that's at Hotshot Secret. There you go, man. Simple, easy. Encourage you to do so. They got a great research team. Anything as far as questions, concerns you may have, you can reach out to those guys and they will be there to absolutely answer it. They're fantastic about that. Um, all right. So, again, thank you guys, man. Um, Hot Shots Secret is where you go to find it. Uh, thanks to our guests, Chris, Kyle, Kevin, uh, our producer, Scoop, executive producer, Bob Ecker. Make sure you check out our show, Aaron Weekends, on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. It's also available on Motor Trend Plus, which is our streaming side, a great resource to find us. For Kevin Bird and Willie B, it is the Two Guys Garage podcast. Yeah, don't forget to check out our website, too, twoguysgarage.com. We're everywhere on social, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Two Guys Garage. Two Guys Garage Podcast. It's copyright 2022, Brenton Productions Incorporated. All rights reserved. Hey, Kyle, Kevin, I'm going to come at you with some of that gas racing stuff. I'm about to bring out my eighth mile, quarter mile car, make it a few thousand it's horsepower. Yeah. Yeah. I know we just talked last time I was down yeah. there. I know you're close to we're, uh, we're lighting it up. So, yeah, man, I'm going to, I might, I might lean on you for some secret sauce. <laughs> I got you, brother. I, I need some of that mustard. Some of that man, that mustard. <laughs> All right, man. You guys, you guys keep it up, man. Always great hearing from you. All right. All right. Take care, guys, and everybody out there. Hope you learned something today, and we will catch you on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. Two Guys Garage podcast is a production of Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.